In almost all cases, eating low-impact foods is healthier for our bodies and has a lower impact on the planet. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Are you ready when inspiration strikes? Now you can take notes while listening to Hometown Earth, write quotes, facts, or even journal with our limited collection of pocket notebooks. Designed by a local artist and produced on 100% recycled paper, these will be your new favorite on-the-go notepads. Get yours today at lenasanford.com forward slash shop. Hello, neighbors. Here we are in our fourth month of sustainable lifestyle changes for you to adopt. Whether you've been here for the journey or you're just starting, I want to give a little recap so we're all on the same page. In our first month, we learned about valuing the earth's soul, and I highly recommend going back and listening to these episodes because everything comes back to the ground, Mother Earth. And even the topic we'll be learning about this month is strongly linked to it because, spoiler, it's all about food. In the second month, we adopted practicing better waste management. And in the third month, we adopted the practice of choosing sustainable ethical clothing. These topics build on and intertwine with one another to create a holistic view of sustainable living, giving you the tools and knowledge to live a healthy lifestyle for yourself and the planet. This month, we will talk about how we can adopt healthier, sustainable food habits. With that being said, I want to make sure you understand that food is a sensitive topic for many people, so I will never try to tell you exactly how or what to eat. That should be intuitive to you, and I hope you're being considerate and mindful as well. So please take everything I say and try to modify it to your lifestyle, culture, and personal health. When I say to eat healthily and sustainably, I mean, eat to satisfy your health needs in a way that is also beneficial for your mind, body, and the planet. I'm going to try to avoid the word diet as it has a negative connotation for most people. And I think food should be thought of differently, particularly as food and medicine. But food can be fun. It can be delicious. It can be used to support local communities to comfort us, and to bring us together. Talking about food is one of my favorite topics, and mix that in with sustainability, and now we're cooking. However, it's no secret that our food has a significant impact on Earth. From our episodes on valuing the Earth's soul, we know that much of our land is used solely for animal agriculture, 
Livestock takes up nearly 80% of global agricultural land, yet produces less than 20% of the world's supply of calories. Regenerative agriculture practices like animal regeneration and managed grazing can help with this. Still, as it stands, the world's current demand for meat production, coupled with unsustainable practices, are causing human and environmental impacts that need a drastic change for us to move forward as a society. I like this quick summation on cattle's effect on the planet by World Wildlife. Cattle eat an increasing proportion of grain produced from agriculture, are one of the most significant contributors to water pollution and soil degradation, and are a major source of greenhouse gas emissions. And processing cattle into meat, meat byproducts, and leather is a major source of pollution in many countries. Don't get me wrong, it is not the cattle's fault. I love cows just as much as the next person, if not more. The problem comes in how we manage them. But traditional cropland agriculture also contributes to these greenhouse gas emissions, reduces our fresh water supply, decreases plant nutritional value. It also decreases soil biodiversity, contributes to significant desertification, and more. So both of these things together mean we have a great need to improve the use of our land to supply food to the world and supply nutrient-rich food that will sustain us now and for generations to come. But food has significant impacts on human health as we consume it. It's the food we choose to eat. Our food choices are inextricably linked to the planet's health and vice versa. The Western style of eating is characterized by high consumption of calories, highly processed foods, which is refined carbohydrates, added sugars, sodium, and unhealthy fats, and high amounts of animal products, specifically red meat. So when we're talking about the Western style of food, I'm sure a lot of things come to your mind. I know I instantly think of McDonald's. They're kind of a poster child. But there is so many more uh, junk foods and processed foods out there that we know aren't good for us. These foods are high impact on our health, increasing the incidence of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, obesity, hypertension, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, chronic kidney disease, inflammatory diseases, and cancer. Regularly eating this way is not good for our bodies, and it isn't good for the planet. In almost all cases, eating low-impact foods is healthier for our bodies and has a lower impact on the planet. The only exception really to this is substituting fish for red meat, as fish is known to pack in health benefits, but it has a pretty dirty environmental record. But high demand for meat as the center of the plate instead of plant-forward foods affects the planet because it determines how we farm, how much we farm, and what we farm. But we can change this by increasing our intake and demand for plants. 
The Center for Disease Control and Prevention reports that seven of the top 10 leading causes of death in the United States are from these chronic diseases. Eating a diet-rich food in fruits and vegetables daily can help reduce the risk of many leading causes of illness and death, including what I just mentioned, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, some cancers, and obesity. But agriculture and what we choose to put on our plate are still only a part of the puzzle. We have to look at the middle of the chain, too, how we get our food. Food processing, packaging, transport, retail, and food services contribute to climate change, waste, and pollution. These are all factors in our food system that intertwine and affect human and planetary health, but are really under-researched. We also produce enough food to feed the world, but many people still go hungry. The UN Environmental Program reports that more than 800 million people in the world are hungry. Two billion are suffering from micronutrient deficiencies, and two billion people are overweight or obese. But these groups are not necessarily distinct, and not all malnutrition is the result of food inefficiency. We need to open our eyes to the impacts of our food, from the beginning at the agriculture stage to the middlemen and finally to us, the consumers. We've got to really dig in and try to understand this problem of unhealthy and unsustainable food systems from different angles. You know, I won't let you leave this podcast without learning one way, big or small, that we can make a difference. So what's one of the biggest things we can do? If you noticed, I used the phrase plant forward earlier. The Culinary Institute of America and the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health Department of Nutrition crafted this phrase to mean a style of cooking and eating that emphasizes and celebrates, but is not limited to, foods from plant sources, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, seeds, nuts, plant oils, and herbs and spices, and it reflects evidence-based principles of health and sustainability. You may have heard this said as plant-rich or plant-based, too. So the plant-forward definition is really more of an umbrella definition that encompasses entirely plant-based eaters like me and people who want to incorporate more plants into their life but don't want to eliminate meat or dairy, and everywhere in between. As long as you focus on largely whole, minimally processed, and slow-metabolizing foods, and keep nutrient-rich plants at the forefront of your meals. Some studies show that by eating plant-forward, between 10.9 to 11.6 million early deaths could be averted each year, a 19% to 23.6% reduction from current adult mortality rates. This is attributed to some of the health impacts that we just mentioned, but it also has positive environmental impacts, as I'm sure you guessed, because everything that we're talking about here is kind of in a balance. Less water, land, energy, and resources are used when eating plant forward. Think of it this way. 
We want the nutrients from plants, but we expect animals to get all of those nutrients for us. And then later down the line, the animals are consumed and we try to get those nutrients for ourselves. Plant-forward eating eliminates all of those steps in between, allowing us to reap the benefits of the nutrients directly while reducing our environmental impact and getting healthier. I also want you to keep in mind that supermarkets typically ship in fruits and vegetables. So when they get to you, they've sat for a long time and used many resources to get there. This is why plant-forward menus also focus on eating locally and seasonally. Maybe you grow for yourself. And it's even better if they're regeneratively grown and organic if possible. So that way you are truly, truly receiving the best food for yourself and the planet. Two Taste says that grains, beans and legumes, fruit, vegetables, nuts and seeds are ingredients that support and sustain societies around the globe. It's about eating what is culturally appropriate and what food is grown for the climate so it doesn't have to be transported worldwide and wasted. Many countries and cultures have always eaten plant-forward or plant-rich. It's not a new phenomenon. Jamaicans, Ethiopians, Indians, Israelis, they're all heavily plant-forward eaters and have been for centuries. And that's just naming a few. If you want to eat plant-forward, try making at least half of your meals plants. This goes for what's actually on the physical plate in front of you and the number of meals you eat. Try incorporating more plants into your regular day and scale it up as you get used to it. Honestly, a good place to start is just thinking about your regular meals, what you really enjoy or like to make, and how you can switch them up to incorporate more plants into those recipes. That's exactly what I started to do when I became vegan, so hopefully it helps you on your plant-forward journey as well. If you want to be plant-forward in other ways, you can also consider supporting policies and organizations that empower regenerative agriculture practices, support healthy, sustainable meals for all, uplift small-scale food producers, particularly women, indigenous peoples, family farmers, and fishers, their secure and equal access to land. You can also protect plant and seed diversity as well as biodiversity invest in rural agriculture, and so much more. The Atlantic Commission says that food is the single strongest lever to optimize human health and environmental sustainability on Earth. So we'll keep learning more about this topic and how we can pull that lever or use food for good. For this week's Something to Grow On segment, I want to challenge you to incorporate more plants into your meals this week and maybe even try this entire month if you're really going to go for it. Set a goal for yourself and try to take mental notes or actually write down how you feel after eating plant forward. Do you feel more energized? Have you slept better? 
Did you experience less pain or a better relationship with your food? Maybe you feel better for the gift you're giving your body and the good you're doing for the planet. I know I'll be proud of you and you should be proud of yourself. So be sure to tag Hometown Earth in your plant forward meals so I can see them and cheer you on. Until next time, thanks for joining me, neighbor. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Sanford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.